This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. It's time for a one-of-a-kind poker party. Poker Night in America is streaming live from Studio 52 in Las Vegas. Join us nightly at 8 p.m. Eastern Time as some of the biggest names in poker play in the ultimate house game. Watch on the Poker Night in America channel on YouTube and Twitch or go to PokerNight.com. Poker Night in America is back and ready to party. Well, this is Betting Weekly Extra Time World Cup Edition after 62 games and significant sums of dollars invested. We are down to the final. And despite some huge shocks in the group stages and some deep runs from unfancied teams, the showpiece features the second and the third favourites from the pre-tournament futures market. So on Sunday, we've got the 2022 World Cup final and it will be contested by Argentina and France. And at the moment, and this has changed over the last half an hour and it will continue to change right up until kickoff. It's a pick and contest for the outrights who's going to lift the trophy at minus 112. Name the finalist market was around about plus 2,000. So despite the fact that we've had a whole manner of shocks over the course of this tournament, we have got two of the fancied runners in the final. We've got three of the very best handicappers around to mark your card when it comes to not just the final, but also the third-place playoff as well in the shape of Nigel Seeley, Daniele Fisichella and Jack Wright. So get your pens and paper ready, or better still, Get your accounts open. Nigel, fascinating betting tournament. If you backed every outsider in the group stages, you made a healthy profit. Saudi beating Argentina was massive to that. Big wins for Japan, of course, against Germany and Spain. That caused market mayhem. Tunisia beating France. Belgium losing to Morocco caused pain for some bettors, I'm sure. And Morocco making the semifinals was plus 3,300, incidentally. Benzema, who didn't even kick a ball, was third favourite in the top goal scorer market. Brazil flattered to deceive as well. It's been a fantastic betting market for some. Hopefully we're going to be on the right side of it come final reckoning. What have you made of the World Cup in Qatar? Well, you just summed it up for me. Job done. <laughs> I don't have to say anything. You just nicked all your stolen all my lines. <laughs> Everything I had down on this uh, written in the sand I'll be have to rip it up and throw it away uh, I mean it's been a it's been a it's been an amazing World Cup for me personally because obviously it's been a very uh, strange it's been four weeks out in the league um, getting to the stadium watching it from a from a perspective of a of a, of a football fan was absolutely amazing from a betting point of view, the first week, I thought to myself, there's no way I'll be able to spend any money in Dubai. I'll, I'll, I'll be absolutely potless. I'll be skinned. But uh, I think every better went through that same scenario in the first week of the tournament, first 10 days of the tournament. And then suddenly, as the tournament has gone on, uh, the, the cream has definitely risen to the top. Uh, I spoke about it before in the, in the, on my um, on, uh, for Bet Rivers as well on some of the videos I've done. 
that I felt that uh, this was destiny. It was going to be France against Argentina. And we got to the semi-final stage. I never felt the Croatians would be able to match them. I never felt the Moroccans would be able to ma- match them because these players that we've seen in the World Cup final do what they do now, week in and week out. The pressure that Messi's under is insane. Uh, so it's pretty much been, uh, from, a, from a betting point of view, you would speak to betters over the, the time World Cups before. They would always say and get their first burn early part of the tournament. But then obviously when we see the sides and see the players and see the systems, see the conditions on this World Cup, which is more important than anyone, we, we, we gradually get our money back. It's very similar to betting in, in, in any league you bet. If it's Danielli doing the Serie A, if it's Jack doing the English League and the Premier League uh, and myself, you know, the first three or four, first two months of the season are pretty much hard work to make money. Once you get to the latter stage, it's coming back after this break. You should be able to hit a load of hit a form when we know anything about the players. This season may be slightly different, but I think it's that's the kind of feel. But now we see two, I I, I think rightful teams in the World Cup final. Uh, I think England have a chance to beat France. Uh, I wouldn't be, you know, it wouldn't be much of a shock to say England v Argentina would be a good final. But the Argentinians, after what they did in the first game, have gradually got better and better and better. Everyone points to the Netherlands game. But they four substitute before they took it up, you know, and they thought they were through. But they, what they showed heart and desire, and I and I think it's a real worthy World Cup final. But for me, it's been a great World Cup on a personal level. For a betting level, I need two two things to go for me over the next week, and it'll be a brilliant World Cup. If they don't go for me, well, it'll be a poor World Cup. But that's the margins you do when you're betting. Uh, no doubt about that, uh, Jack. Ultimately, as Nigel just pointed out there. It got easier, maybe, for betters over the course of the tournament. We still had six of the eight group favourites making the quarterfinals here. I mean, you, you know, when we actually drill down into it, Argentina, France was very predictable, as were a lot of the quarterfinalists. How have you seen it over the course of the World Cup? Yeah, I think both you and Nigel have kind of summed it up perfectly well. And, and it was the same for me. I had a horrific start in, um, to the World Cup and thinking, wow, what are we going to do here? And then it did seem to start to play. You got used to the um, kickoff times and how that would affect games. You know, obviously, we've talked about the fact that there was those early ones early in the tournament, which were going to be lower scoring, more of a pedestrian pace. Obviously, we're coming on to that a little bit later because we're getting a repeat of, of one of those early games um, in the third place playoff. So I'd be interested to see the difference between those if there is one. Um, but yeah, I, certainly those 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 games started to get a little bit more predictable. And like Nigel, I'm waiting on a couple of results that will drop, which will make or break my World Cup. But um, you know, we talked about it again on that last show, saying that the lack of prep, um, prep time, I think, possibly was a bit of a leveler early on, and then once we got into into the tournament. There's some nice tactical moments as well, obviously, with rest and rotating players at the you know, when 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 sides will qualify just to get that little bit extra juice back in the legs of the key men. And um, yeah, I think as we progress through it's become a little bit more what we are used to and uh, a bit more of a moneymaker. Uh, goals are up, corners were down. Let's not go there when it comes to added on time. Daniele, you suggested that Morocco and Croatia would go deep into the tournament. Well done to you. You also tipped the fact that England will go out of the quarterfinals at plus 225. So is your book looking good going into the final few games? Well, unfortunately, my big bet was on Portugal to reach uh, to win, and uh, they, they didn't. And I also said the Denmark had gone far up to the uh, quarterfinals, and they didn't. And perhaps that's perhaps for me the biggest disappointment was Denmark, where they 
good team of Euro 2021. Look, I think uh, uh, this World Cup has been the World Cup of the nil-nils, the World Cup of the unders in the group stage, and you know, lots of games ending nil-nil in the first half. But for the uh, for the reasons that Nigel and Jack explained really, really well, and I think the difference in this World Cup made two main things. The teams with big players, with top players, have gone far as expected because sometimes the cooperation is top players make the difference. We haven't seen a lot of tactical changes, a lot of tactical nuisance. I think only Japan impressed us a little bit, able to change between games. And then the second one is that these days, international football, I think it's all very the same, all very competitive. Everyone know how to defend. Even Costa Rica know how to get impressed this day. So you need to try to find a different <laughs> angle there. And probably that could be a trend that we're going to see next tournament. The level is going up and up and up. And uh, it can be only, only, only a good thing. Yeah, I think I think there are certainly betting lessons to learn. You're absolutely right when it comes to the gap between the best team in the tournament and the worst team in the tournament. Best two for many have made it through to the final. Argentina, of course, taking on France. And uh, Nigel has already alluded to the fact that he's all in on Argentina, as are most of our <laughs> handicappers, incidentally. And if you've been following our selections over the course of the World Cup, you will know that we are all in with Argentina. And uh, from Nigel's point of view, he's all in with Messi as well. Nigel, I, I keep expecting to see you in the stands giving it all this. I've no idea what it means. <laughs> the Argentines seem to love it. I mean, when it comes to the final here, minus 112 each or two for the outrights. When it comes to the match markets, Argentina, the last I looked, plus 185. That may well have changed with France slight favourites, plus 180, draw plus 205. I know you've not got an official pick in this because you're in with Argentina anyway, but how do you see the final? Well, I think it's going to be very cagey. I think it's going to be really, really, uh, really close game. I think the the thing is with me, I'm... I probably will hedge my position because the money's coming for Argentina. I think this is the most this is the most genuine, genuinely 50-50 sporting match, soccer match I've seen for a long, long time. You can make really good cases for Argentina. You can make really good cases for, for the French. Their company is pretty much the same in the tournament form. They're, they're the champions. I think the pressure is much more on the Argentinian side. And Messi is obviously, he's holding the hopes of the nation. I've never seen him more fired up than he has been in this tournament. Never seen seen him more uh, I don't know I don't know if he's playing it he's, he's got, got a sort of a nasty boy sort of about him that we've never seen before so that's obviously pressure that he thinks he's, he can win this tournament he knows it's there he's within touching distance obviously you've got the the Mbappe situation where Mbappe wants to prove that he can beat him and Griezmann has probably been one of the best best players under the radar in this World Cup who's just doing things assists and playing in different positions across the pitch. Uh, I think it's going to be close. Um, but the goal line is very, very low. It's a World Cup final. We expect the goal line to be low. Um, I probably will head my position, like I said. I think if the, if the money is definitely coming from Argentina, Argentina will start heavy favourites. Well, not heavy, but they'll start clear favourites for this game. I think the big will come. From, I think they've got better and better as the tournament's gone. I thought the French were absolutely exhausted in the semi-final against Morocco. But I think if the French come, become a price, and when, I'm, when I say a price, I'm thinking about like plus 104, 106, something like that, I'm going to hedge my position because there's too much riding on it for me, for Argentina to win, Messi to be the player of the tournament. There's a few angles I, I like on hedging, 
and I don't really want to sort of put them down as official plays because they're that that's my personal opinion. But I, I do feel that um, it, it you, we've beaten the book already. We've got Argentina as the favourite, but I if, if I was betting France as the as the as the favourite, I wouldn't head to my position. The fact that, uh, that that French are now the underdog or potentially will get a bigger price come kickoff time. I'm very, very, I am tempting. I probably will pull the trigger to hedge. But I'm not going to have an official play. I think it's going to be very close. I think we could go all the way, extra time penalties. Um, you know, I don't want Messi missing the penalty like Baggio, sorry, Daniele, but Baggio or <laughs> other names part of uh, other names. Part, or or Waddle or, or, or a Stuart Pace. We haven't got enough time to go through the English ones. We've never been in a World Cup final. It's very different. No, so that's the, that's the difference. But my, but my, I, I think this is going to be very, very close and I, I, I want to bet the, the, the unders uh, but I think the line is too short. But I, but I think if the French price become too attractive, then I would have to pull the trigger. Yeah, I think that's an interesting point. If you're on Argentina, and I think you've got to try and take some of your money back. And obviously, it's all price dependent. Depend when when you backed Argentina, there were plus six hundred when Nigel tipped up, as did many of our uh, predictors on uh, on our future shows ahead of the the tournament. Plus, uh, France were around about plus seven hundred, seven fifty. Uh, so you 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 basically bet as your book is to a certain extent. When it comes to the final, if you've not got a financial interest, there's around about 700 markets on the Bet Rivers website. Huge array of markets. Nigel talking about the overs and unders there. Overs plus 140. Unders is short, minus 175. Traditionally, we get that in World Cup finals. Four of the last five have been under two and a half. Of course, we've got six goals, Jack, in the uh, the last final, didn't we? I mean, do you see it's going to be a cagey one? Would you inch towards unders and and? And sort of negative bets, if you like. Yeah, if I had to, if you were asking me that question, which you are, then I'd say that, yeah, I would go on the, that side of caution. I think both sides, it's a weird one. I can see both teams scoring, but equally not being a goal fest, which kind of leans to us towards one-on-one, doesn't it? But I think both have got, um, obviously, there's immense talent in the forward areas and also defences have got errors in them and areas which will be exploited. Um, and I've, I've personally, I've left, I say, again, I'm, I'm, I'm talking my wallet as far as I want an Argentina to win this one. Um, I'm well committed on that um, pre-tournament. And then they drift slightly get into those quarterfinal stages was a, was a, was a, was a, another time to, to say go in again. But um, I've gone down, a personally gone down a route, of course, which is uh, on the, one of the player props. We'll get to that in a second. Let's just get uh, Daniele's sort of general yeah. thoughts um, on the match itself. I mean, w- would you be looking for a draw? We've had extra time in three of the last four. We've had plenty of extra times in the World Cup already in 2022, something Nigel um, uh, tipped up at the start uh, of our futures previews um, back in November. Um, Daniele, how do you see the game going generally? If you've got any sort of ideas in terms of, you know, the win, draw, win market, the overs and unders, or even sort of first goal scorer, any, any time goal scorer? First scorer who scored the first goal is going to direct the game because we saw France scoring the first one against Morocco and playing on the back foot. This has been a very negative, conservative France. I think if you look at compared to four years ago, they might be backwards the way they play. They haven't got a freshness, that enthusiasm, the way they play. But in France, they missed five or six key players because of injuries. So obviously, it's not the full uh, squad. Whereas Argentina, uh, they've been able to deal under pressure because basically they played the knockout football since the first game. They lost the first one, so every game was a must-win game. 
and they must have, and they've been really good in that. Also, Scaloni has changed the formation of Argentina many times, and now they seem to have found a system that it works. They've got a bit of flexibility. They can also switch to a back three, as they did against the Dutchess, and we saw it works. Whereas with France, we know what you're going to get, an extremely offensive lineup. But have they got the plan B? I wonder. If they need to bring more attacking players, well, well, that's it, because they bought them all on the place. I can just do swap like for like. The missing of Rabiot could be important in the midfield. Let's see who controls Messi. I would expect Griezmann, for example, to drop deep a lot, as he did against Morocco. We saw him in, in his area. Maybe Griezmann could be the man to try to control Messi when he avances after the halfway line. Um, I think, generally, in tournament, attacks win you games, defenses win your tournaments. None of these two teams, I think, have got great defenses. I think they've got mistakes in them. The French side we saw against Morocco, against England, often they were rushed, often they were late, they committed late fouls. Theo Hernandez, I think, is a weak link there. I'm not sure about the sharpness of Varane. And if you look at Argentina, if they go with a back three, yes, they're very solid, but I still think Otamendi could be stretched. Uh, the same could be Romero, might have a few mistakes in them. I'm going to go for both to score here, uh, which could be a 1-1. Easily plus 102, uh, both to score. If you are really want to be ambitious, both to score and over 2.5, I think that triples your your stake, but that probably is an ambitious one. But yeah, both to score plus 102. Plus 102, both teams to score. Yes, Daniele's official pick. Jack, you have got a selection for us. We're delving into the prop markets, and there's so many to get involved with here, uh, but you've picked out one featuring the main man for us. Yeah, I've just been blown away by him in this tournament and not necessarily at the start of it. I think, look, and I'm not a Messi fanboy, I'll hold my hands up to that now, but this tournament has really just, he's been a joy to watch and, and Nigel touched on it that he's had that little bit of devilment in him this, this tournament, which we haven't generally seen too much of over a long career. Um, I, I read a really good piece by Pochettino today regarding how he managed him and what a joy he was on the, on the training field, but he did have that element where he was quite quiet to a certain extent, but when he spoke, people listened, and when he spoke, it, it kind of meant something. But we're seeing more of that in this tournament, and you're seeing him play probably other than that little moment or two against the Dutch. You've seen him play with a real smile on his face. He's really looked like this is the tournament that he's here for. He's prepped himself for it. He's come into it all guns blazing, and uh, I say as this tournament's gone on, he's become a bigger and bigger part of it, which all leads nicely up to this final, of course. And, and the one thing, the, the area that I w- watched that Morocco game against France during the week, and that what really stood out to me was the amount of time. And I thought Morocco did well. And it, I think it was it was good to see them in a good positive light because of that early France goal, which meant they did have to come out and play a bit more. We hadn't really seen too much of that over the tournament. And as much as you took your hat off to their defensive play, their solidity, their work rate and all the rest of it, we got to see a lot of that more attacking flair especially down their right-hand side, obviously in behind the space, which I was going to say vacated by Mbappe, but he just doesn't care about the space behind, does he? He literally stays up there and, well, that's your job. You crack on with it. And I thought the triangle passes down that right-hand side, Hakimi, Ziyech, and in, in those little areas were, were really good to watch. And they, they, they got into some real serious positions several times. And... You know full well that Messi will look to drift off into that area, and I think he can have an absolute field day in there if if they haven't got a plan. And uh, Danielle's obviously touched on it that Griezmann, who has really impressed, 
in his defensive work as much as his attacking work will be possibly a key player there as well. But I think Messi's got it in him, of course, to really um, get at that area of the pitch and influence it, be it with assists, be it passes. But my, my bet on this one is for him to have two shots on target. Something he's only failed to do in one of the matches so far in this tournament, the game against Mexico, the second one in the group stages. The rest he's gone over or at least matched that. Um, and he's been setting records left, right and centre. You wouldn't think there's any more for him to do, really. But when you look at it, what he's actually achieved in the tournament, this will, he will he'll become the um, most appeared player in World Cup history, won't he? In the final, assuming he doesn't pick up any late injuries, I hope not, um, beating Lothar Mateus's record so far. Um, he's also now Argentina's top goal scorer in, in World Cup history. He's matched Diego Maradona's assists record in, in World Cups. And he's also the only player now to score and assist in the same game on four separate occasions. So he's literally just continually writing these record books. We've got not even come on to the fact that he'll be the first player to win the golden ball um, uh, twice. Uh, <laughs> and also, you know, he's potentially going to be winning, winning the golden boot as well as lifting the World Cup. So it's all going for him. The crowd are absolutely fervent. You touched on it already. The mercy chance going left, right and centre. And... His, his team, and Pochettino said it, you need to build your team around Messi. You need your teammates to understand that, buy into that, do the running for him, do everything he needs to be able to conserve his energy to go and affect the game. And I really expect him to grab this game by the scruff of the neck and perform exceptionally well. So that bet for me at plus money looks at an absolute fantastic option in, in a tough-to-call game. Plus 117, Messi over one and a half shots. Let's get some thoughts on Croatia. Morocco, third place playoff. Some Could people love just, to bet on this. Go on, Nigel. Just, just one thing. I was just going to say that the hedging position I want to have from the Messi position is is obviously, I think, obviously, if we're, we're very heavily on Messi win the golden ball and Argentina to win this cup. I've been working out and going to sleep for the last few nights trying to work out how the best way to hedge it. And I was thinking about back it, having a bet on Mbappe to score at any time. Uh, or, or maybe even Mbappe to win the be the man of the match in the in the in the World Cup final, just something like that to hedge your position. You can bet Mbappe to be the top goal scorer, but you've also got the dead heat rules that could go against you, and also you've got the potential of like you know he, he he's not going to win. But, you know France could win two or three nil, and he could still be the top goal scorer. So I, that's why I was looking at sort of hedging that position. And in regards to Jack, it reminds me when England won the World Cup in 1966, I was very lucky to have a dinner with Nobby Styles, who was, was, wasn't the greatest of football players in the England team, and he'd probably admit that himself. He's, but unfortunately, he's not with us anymore. But um, at the halftime in the uh, in the World Cup final, Alf Ramsey pulled him to one side and said, Nobby, you're trying to be too much. He said, I told you this before. Whenever you get the ball, give it give it to Bobby Charlton. And that is exactly <laughs> what the Argentinians are like with Lionel Messi. Whenever you get the ball, give it to Lionel Messi. Uh, but uh, I think that's a good hedge. Look at Mbappe to score at any time, maybe, potentially. Because the only way that uh, Messi is going to... And the, the big worry about FIFA is that they don't like one person dominating every award. They won't mm. like it that Messi's going to be the top goal scorer. They won't like it that Messi will be the player of the tournament. They won't like it that Argentina are going to win the tournament if they win the tournament. So basically trying to have a little bit on the Mbappe to score the first goal or score at, at any time. At, at any time, plus 175 if you want to back Mbappe on the Bet River side at the moment. Plus 410 for first goal scorer for Mbappe. I was going to touch on the top goal scorer and player of the tournament after we get some thoughts on Croatia-Morocco. Some people love betting on third-place players 
playoff. I'm not quite so sure. You can get some strange results. Croatia plus 138, Morocco plus 205, draw plus 245. Overs and unders here, minus 108 and, and minus 112. I've had a bet in every single game of this World Cup. That's 62 bets. I've had two in every single game. I might I might swerve Croatia-Morocco, but the boys here have got a bet each for you. Come on then, Nigel. What's your best bet for Croatia-Morocco? Well, I'm, I'm a bit like you. I never really bet on the third place playoff games. I think they're a pointless match and no one wants to be involved in them. Croatia used 15 players in this World Cup heading into the semi-finals. You would expect them to give gameplay to the remainder of the squad. Uh, Morocco absolutely out on their feet after what was a heroic move all the way through to the semi-finals. But the, reason, the only bet I, I like here is I've actually gone against the norm. I've, I've bet under two and a half goals at minus 110. And the reason why I've done it, and there's only one reason why I've done it, no no, no stat, nothing. It's just the two goalkeepers have been the best two goalkeepers in, in the tour for me. And I think the two of them, are, it's, a, it's a battle between those, the best game to win the Golden Glove. And I think that if you look at every other outfield player in this tournament, they don't want to be there. But the two goalkeepers definitely want to be there. So I think whoever has the best match here will potentially win the, the goalkeeper of the tournament. And that makes that... Minus one ten, a little bit of value for me, just because I think motivation will be there. Uh, I don't think I think there'll be a whole host of changes. I think it's very hard for people to rest a load of players and new players coming into a game that means nothing. Nobody wants to play, as I said, but I do want to bet the under two and a half goals here at minus one to ten, just because those two goalkeepers. I think whoever has the best game here will be crowned the the Golden Glove winner. Uh- but no, incidentally, plus 165, the favourite for Golden Glove. Check the site for the latest prices. Um, Daniele, what do you like in the third-place playoff match? Look, normally the third-place playoff in history is an over game. Since 1978 to 2014, all the games have been over. And in 2018, has been under Belgium beat England uh, 2-0. Um, I don't necessarily agree with Nigel when he says that the game doesn't mean anything. I think it doesn't mean anything, depending how you lost your semi-final. If you went through a very excruciating uh, defeat in the semi-final, you've gone through extra time and penalties. Yes, of course, the first place final doesn't really mean a lot. But for a team like Croatia and Morocco, who were the underdog in the semi-final anyway, and, could, and probably none of them expected to go that way, is a massive opportunity to get a bronze medal and to finish the World Cup on a high. Last game for Modric as well at the World Cup. He will want to win a medal. The Moroccan generation, I mean, this is the closest probably they get, they will ever get to winning a medal in the World Cup. So I think um, there will be changes, but not too many, I would imagine. And um, it will be a different game from the one that we saw in the group stage when he finished nil-nil. There, of course, it was cagey, but we saw with Morocco also had the attacking game. Um, for me, it's a both to score here as well. Uh, minus 113, uh, despite, yes, of course, two of the best goalkeepers playing, but I think uh, uh, they both going to go for it. And yeah, let's see if the Croatia makes more changes to the formation because really they haven't used many players in the World Cup. Yeah, it's good points from both of your team. Use could be important. Jack, what's your take on the third place playoff match? Yeah, a mixture too. The guys really there. Um, <clears throat> my thinking behind it, um, I'm going with the straight up, quite a simple bet in Croatia to win. Um, I just feel that Morocco have invested so much into this tournament, um, so much into their play. They need to be completely switched on at all times with how they defend. Lapses of concentration will be will be punished. Um, and, and Nigel said, I think they're dead on the feet. They've also had severe injury problems. Of course, they, they effectively had to change 
three central defenders over the course of that first 45 minutes or just before and then at half time in uh, the game against France. So are you going to want to risk those kind of players? Um, obviously, unlike normal times, this is a, a unique third place playoff in that it's not off on holiday after this game. It's back to domestic action. So <laughs> each of these clubs, each of these these, these players clubs will be going, eh, you don't need to be pushing him too hard, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. So, uh, Daniele mentioned it, Modric's last World Cup appearance, probably last appearance for, for Croatia. Perisic chasing, um, becoming Croatia's top World Cup goal scorer, beating Davis, who care? So, there's, there's, I think there's just more on it for Croatia to go out and win than there is Morocco. I think Morocco are going to go home heroes. They've obviously gone as far as any African Arabic nation's gone ever in the World Cup. So they kind of set that standard that they're going to be renowned for that. Um, and I just think the the mental come down as well from the fact where they've got and how they've got there um, will just kind of catch up with them a little bit here in what is in essence um, a bit of a free fall, a bit of a kick about, to be fair, uh, a glorified one, albeit with a bronze medal at the end and $2 million <laughs> to the uh, to the winners, apparently. So, so. yeah, but, um, the- yeah. Croatia to win for me. Uh, that's the sort of cash that Nigel's going to win if Messi gets golden ball in Argentina. Win. Just very briefly on those last couple of markets, top goal scorer at the moment, uh, Mbappe's got five, Messi's got five, plus 105 Mbappe, minus 112 Messi, who's plus 300 ahead of the semi-finals. Giroud Alvarez have both got four. They're both plus 1,300. Player of the tournament, Messi, he's almost over the line, I think, at minus 500. He was plus 130 before the semis. Mbappe, plus, uh, plus 415. Griezmann, who's been talked up a lot, I can't see him win it, uh, plus 800. Nigel, brief thoughts on, on anything, if people want to get involved ahead of the final on any of those markets, or would you leave alone? <laughs> This goes back to what I said, really. I just said that, um, you know, with, with, I didn't realise we were going to come onto that bit at the end and I sort of jumped the gun a little bit. But I, it goes back to that point. I just don't think FIFA wants to give every award to one player. I don't think it's going to be a very, very good thing. You've got to remember that it's a Qatari World Cup. Mbappe and Messi are both obviously play for PSG, who are owned by the Qataris. I think they'd like them both to, uh, to, to share the award. And that's my only slight worry on Messi. Uh, winning the player of the tournament. I think he he should win the player of the tournament, but I think if Mbappe has a great game here and scores a goal, well, I think that puts huge pressure on him. Um, but then I suppose if he does score a goal, Messi will probably win the player of the tournament and Mbappe will win it. But I think they'll be shared. I, I, I think I think they'll share them out. I don't know, I don't know how, how it'll do, but I'm just going to have a little bit of a hedge on uh, my future on, on the golden ball with Mbappe to score at any time at plus 175. Uh, Jack, very briefly on this one, anything? Yeah, I can't see the media going against Messi. That's my take on it. So I'm staying strong to that one, albeit you can't back it now. If you're looking for a complete outsider, maybe Julian Alvarez in one of the goal square markets there. Um, obviously, he's come in good form. We know Messi's going to be there to be able to provide him some assists. We we all went, well, a few of us went for Martin and Latoro Martinez at the start of the tournament. It shows you it was there for the taking. He just didn't take his chance early doors. So yeah, if you want a want a fun punt, possibly go without Alvarez there as a as an outsider. But yeah, you know, all the favourites look to have the bases covered. Yeah, Alvarez plus three twenty incidentally to score at any time. Daniele, final thoughts on top goal scorer player of the tournament. I think player of the tournament probably is going to be Messi. Top goal scorers, well, Giroud is on four. Remember how the Argentines suffered against the Bekhorst. Well, I think Giroud could give them one or two headaches. Maybe he could score a goal and be level with Mbappe and Messi, but I do fancy the number nine. But a quick one on the potential goal scorer for France, dead ball situation. Argentines, they are not the tallest, 
whereas the France are, and the delivery from Griezmann is exceptional. Maybe you might want to look at a goal from Konate, Rabiot, they're very good at running into the box. Rabiot, of course, if he's fit, the price must be huge, just to have a little bit of fun, I guess. Interesting. Watch out for those centre-halves potentially from France or the taller players when it comes to first goal scorer Canati, incidentally. Um, plus 5,000, get the first, plus 2,200 any time. Might not be the worst bet at all. Um, we're going to wrap up with the boys' picks. Um, Jack goes for Argentina versus France. Messi over one and a half shots on target, plus 117. And Croatia-Morocco, Croatia to win, plus 128. Uh, Nigel likes Croatia-Morocco unders at minus 10. And Daniele. Uh, Argentina, France, both teams to score, yes. And also Croatia, Morocco, both teams to score, yes. You can check the prices on the Betroom's web- website. There's going to be lots of different changes, I think, between now and kickoff. Many thanks for your company over the course of the Cup. Nigel, you're still out there. You're, you've lastered longer than England. <laughs> uh, longest English man in the Middle East. When are you coming back? How are you coming out? Well, if Messi wins the work at the Golden Boot, when sure the Stella not... runs out. Danielle, it's been a, a, an unbelievable World Cup. I mean, we, Varane and, and uh, Lisandro Martinez are going to come up against each other on Sunday. They could be playing in the Carabao Cup for Manchester United against Burnley three days I later. Bet they can, I bet they can't <laughs> wait. I bet they can't wait to play Burnley. Real yes, that's, that, that's, that's really, really, that's really interesting. By the way, Lisandro Martinez is not even a starter. So, I mean, I mean, <laughs> Uh, we'll, we'll see. Let's see how much minutes he could get. get a game against Burnley. Then That's we crazy. could do. You never know. You never know. Jack, you're back yeah. on duty for Premier League shortly, aren't you? Yeah, it's Boxing Day, isn't it? Around that time. So um, yeah, I'll be there with my party hat on, ready to go. Brilliant stuff. Many thanks to Nigel, to Daniele, uh, and to Jack, and to everybody who's contributed over the course of the World Cup finals on the Bet Rivers uh, Betting Weekly World Cup Extra Round Special Editions. And as you know, and as we highlighted before, if Argentina win this, Messi gets golden ball. We're going to be in profit, significant profit for the tournament. Keep fingers crossed for all of our handicappers and all of our uh, watch listeners, viewers, and betters over the course of the last two games of the World Cup. That is your lot. Stay across more content from Nigel at, at Because We Win. We'll see you when all of the top leagues across the continent resume over the course of the next few weeks. We'll see you then. Thanks for listening to Betting Weekly Extra Time on the Bet Rivers Network.